No. <laughs> Take that, bitch. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Point Counterpoint on Podlander Drunkcast and Outlander Podcast. My name is Julie Starbird, and I am here with Allison Shoemaker and Scotty Caldwell. We come to you today with this very important job, and that is to decide whether or not the Outlander episode, Freedom and Whiskey, episode... I don't know. Welcome to Podlander Drunkcast and Outlander <laughs> Podcast. I'm Allison. That's I'm Julie. Julie. That's Scotty. Yeah, 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 yeah. As you can tell, there's Point a different vibe this week. It's Let's do this. Season three, episode... Season three. I'm looking it up. Season three, episode eight. Season three, episode Probably seven. Eight. It's the finale of season three. It no, is it's not. The halfway oh, point. I thought it was. But it's oh the halfway my God. point. <laughs> Julie. It's been a long time. Julie, they haven't even gotten on the boat Has yet. Has it been a, a while? while? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, Julie, This you think it's the end of the season because you blocked out <laughs> everything boat, with a right. boat. The boat. <laughs> I did. In fact, what boat? <laughs> what boat? Okay, so the episode in question is in season three. It is the episode where Claire goes back to Scotland. Sorry, goes back to Scotland. Yes, goes back to Scotland to rejoin Jamie. Um, it's it's it is episode five. Oh my god! Oh, wow. Okay, season three, episode five, fr- Freedom and Whiskey. Allison came to me and she said, "Watch this episode," and I said, "Nay, I shan't." <laughs> so I got put in the moderator spot today, and Allison and Scotty are going to point counterpoint whether or not Freedom and Whiskey is a Christmas episode. Directed by Brendan Maher, written by Tony Graffia. Tony, Tony, Tony Graffia. Okay. I wrote you. Tony Graffia! Exclamation point in my notes. Okay, so I guess we should just get started with who's who has what view. Scotty, what's your view? Unexpectedly pro. Yes, pro, it is a Christmas yes. episode. Christmas. Allison. I am taking con because Scotty is pro. Okay. So <laughs> I could be persuaded either way. I came locked and loaded, baby. I could do this with myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's an aural medium. So um, let's say, let's give Scotty the pro. Yes, this is a Christmas episode. Let's give her her opening statement. Yes. What do you think? And just take as much time as you need, but make it like an elevator pitch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 So you think Outlander season three, episode five is the one where Jamie goes back and sees, or Claire goes back and sees Jamie and he faints. And it's fucking amazing. And you're on the edge of your seat weeping when your roommates come home and they say, what happened? And you said, I just watched the episode where she goes back and sees Jamie. She did it. She did it. And that's what you remember, right? Ladies and gentlemen, I am here to tell you there is so much Christmas in this episode. And if you've ever watched a Hallmark Christmas movie, I watched half of one yesterday. It was terrible. Uh, <laughs> you will see so many things. We've got a Christmas ornament from a child's first birthday. We've got an old friend unexpectedly in town. We've got not one, but two dead parents. We've got reunited love. We've got old jewelry. And we've got second chances. Oh, Christmas movies love that shit. They do. And then there's like decorations just fucking everywhere. Yeah, there are. It's true. And at the end, Bree puts on a Santa hat. Come on. This is a very strong argument. Thank you. Allison, your opening statement. Friends, there are two types of Christmas episodes. There is the Christmas episode that is definitely a Christmas episode. It is vital that it take place at Christmas. It is celebratory. It is a little bit sad. And it is all tied in thematically, right? Like a really good Christmas episode. If it earns it, like the episode of Glow that we just watched, as an example, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's a continuation of the plot and it feels completely organic that it's at Christmas. 
There's that kind of Christmas episode. Then there's, I wrote an episode of television. Wouldn't it be great if we put a tree in it? (laughs) (laughs) And friends, I love this episode. And I was also prepared to make the pro argument. And I will also probably contribute some pros because I've I've got a con or two. Yeah, great. (laughs) However, I will say, if I've got a, a bone to pick, it is that it just feels like they were like, this should be a Christmas episode. Even though it didn't air at Christmas. That's the other piece. I love when a Christmas episode just airs at random. But this, I think, was in October. um, Which is just like, just wait till November. And then you're (laughs) fine. Am I right? Yes, October 8th. Not even late October. That's not, oh, it's May, who cares? It's organically Christmas in the story. Mm -hmm, That's, mm -hmm. we're getting close to the end of the year. Let's break the seal. Let's, let's go before Mariah. Oh, man. No. So, while there is a lot of Christmas in this episode, almost all of it feels like they're just putting a hat on the whole episode, including, I am very sorry to say, the title card, which is the child, it's Brianna's first Christmas, 1948. However, those are Claire's hands, so it's not thematically tied in in the way that Brianna's story, if it's Brianna's first birthday, what are we looking at Brianna's first birthday? It's her questions about her relationship with Frank. IMO. I think you can still justify Claire, but I think it's, that would be a, those would be Frank's hands if we were really tying it in because that is the question she is asking herself. Claire's question is whether to leave Brianna. Brianna's question. Scotty's giving me such facial expressions. There is a lot of side eye happening to my immediate left. She's about to destroy this point. That's fine. <laughs> it's just not actually all that tied in, I don't think, to what this episode is really about. It's not about memory. It's about what's in the present. It's not about tradition. It's about this moment. It's about connection and now. Scotty, your rebuttal. Claire Fraser says... To Roger, I left him once and it was the hardest thing I have ever done and I did it because I had to. I did it for Brie. I don't think I could do it again. All I could think of the whole episode was this is a mother preparing to never see her child again. This is the death of a parent when they are both still alive. And both mother and daughter have a say in it. Claire wouldn't go if Bree didn't yeah, tell her to. That's a great point. And so I compelling. The whole episode, I think, it is gut-wrenching. And I don't know if I would make the same decision if I were in Claire's shoes. I don't think I, I don't would. know. The whole thing is I'm I'm going to walk out of my daughter's life and never see her again. And this is a child saying, Mom, I love you and I'm prepared for you to die now so that you can be happy yeah okay the the thing about doing con when you're actually pro (laughs) is that you do have to very easily persuaded well i mean i i do actually think i think your point was very good the christmas a lot of the christmas stuff is unearned but like if we're peeling back the curtain a moment (laughs) my pros list was like 15 and my cons was like six right Mm. um but it's more interesting to talk about this episode in the context because is it a good episode yes yes no no argument so there's no debating freedom is freedom and whiskey good so it's one of the best episodes of the show yes yes um there is debating whether or not it's christmas episode and i do think there is a legitimate argument to be made but you are totally right about the title (laughs) card that was such bullshit i was 100 (laughs) pulling that out of my ass 
um, however, well done, ma'am. However, I do maintain that it is pretty inorganic. They have to force it a little bit. Yeah. Um, for reasons that actually make it a little bit harder to follow, I buy that Roger would travel across the Atlantic Ocean without warning Brianna and Claire, Claire. that he was coming. He would absolutely do because that. first of all, men. Yeah. Right. They yeah. just they wouldn't think. Oh, they have to change the sheets in the spare bedroom. They wouldn't think that. Yeah. No, they would not. Also, they frankly don't actually, they have not known each other very long. They are obviously got very close. It was a really intense friendship. But at this point in the show, they spent like two months together in Scotland. Mm -hmm. That is not a person you just show up on, on their doorstep at any time of year. Now, imagine that it is the fucking week of Christmas. Absolutely not. Like this whole week, people have been asking me to do stuff and I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I, I cannot. I am already solidly booked through the end of this month. It's very hard to be so popular. It's Well, it's hard to... <laughs> I'm, I'm supporting your point, which is it's hard to just show up on somebody when they have... Like, they're sure. working. They are... Don't show up on somebody yeah. anytime. I mean, there are circumstances where that doesn't apply, right? If you... Teresa came into town. Tom, mm. my partner Tom's sister Teresa came into town to surprise him. Mm-hmm. She wasn't surprising me. This is an important point. It could have been... Roger told Claire, but not Brianna, and it was a surprise for Brie. But he didn't tell shit. He didn't tell anybody. And then it's Christmas. You're gonna show up unexpectedly at Christmas? No. You know what you're getting for me? A box of chocolates, motherfucker. Because that's all I can pick. Wait a minute. Counterpoint to this. Uh oh. Uh, Uh, We're going in. Um, Roger is recently orphaned and has no one. Like that's what he says to Claire. Is like this is his first Christmas without the Reverend. He might have just made a bad choice out of grief. Mm, okay. He doesn't have anybody. He it's doesn't. True. Mrs. Graham. Or is Mrs. Graham? I think Mrs. Graham, I think Mrs. Graham is, is dead. dead. As well. yeah, no, here's bummer. the thing. Also, he has Iona. Also, he has a full-time job. What am I talking about? He has, He's yeah. an adult. Iona. He has the... The little lady yes, who likes him. Yes. Um, who I think at this point is married with kids. Oh. Um, I cannot remember when that happens in the book. You don't spend a ton of time with her, obviously. Uh, I think that is a perfectly valid reason to s- travel and spend time with them 100%, especially when you add in that he's got the info that he's bringing, right? To call them first and yeah. say, hi. Even just call from the airport. I was thinking like, about coming to Boston for Christmas. Yeah. Or I'm in Boston. I'm, hey, I just landed. I'm working on some research. If you fucking have a I'm cover. I'm a historian. Yeah, have a cover. I'm at Harvard. They say, Julie, they say dog with a bone so many times in this episode, and every time I went, <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, call from okay. the airport. Yep, yep, you could yep. even say, I know it's really impulsive and kind of weird and you are under no obligation. I will get a hotel room. Don't show up. He has a hotel right. room. Yeah. He booked a hotel room, okay, which is good manners. That. Yes. That's good. Yes. He had someplace else to go. Call. You do not have to take me in. I booked a hotel room, but I came to Boston. I wanted to, I know it's impulsive. I wanted to see you and Brianna and celebrate Christmas. That, first of all, they wouldn't Warner. have had to be mid fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, second, it just, Claire could have prepared herself a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That, the nice lady's having some big feelings. She's got yeah. some things going on right now. Yeah. Okay. Guys, do you have another pro? Yeah. Um, well, frankly, okay. <laughs> frankly. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, wow. Julie really liked that one. <laughs> that was a hit. I like it anytime Frank comes into the comedy. <laughs> Um, I like it anytime Frank comes into the convo, but specifically when it's about him eating Claire out in the opening minutes of this television <laughs> series. 
Remember that? You know, anytime I get mad at Outlander, we need to remember that this series chose to start with oral sex in an abandoned castle. Yeah. 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 It's good. Get back yeah. to basics, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As right. far as we know, non-reciprocal oral as sex. As far as we know. Performed on our heroine. Yes. In an abandoned castle. You Frank. have to give me a bath. Claire. Oh, Claire. <laughs> Claire. All right, so pro. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, okay, like I said, I, I'm very well up on my Christmas movies, having watched one half of Lindsay Lohan's yesterday. Mm. And <laughs> that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, we sort of already did this one, but I said, uh, I frankly, an old friend from the past coming to town unexpectedly mm-hmm. yep. because it's Christmas. Like, yeah, that's a thing. It is a trope. Um, oh, dead parents. Yeah, Revan Wakefield is is dead. Mm-hmm. Frank, dead is is dead. How do we feel about that? It's the first Christmas since we've lost our loved ones. And Claire's about to make herself dead. Y- yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, so I think there's that sort of in the way that Christmas, Christmas is always fun, 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 jingle bell, jingle bell, sparkle, tinsel, tinsel, and also I'm kind of sad. It's dark. The holidays are hard. Christmas feelings are always sad a little mm-hmm. bit. Oh, yeah. For, I think, anyone, but especially if you've recently gone through something difficult, that first Christmas is yeah, oh, so hard. If you were going to make a list. So I think of- having a like recent grief in the face of something big and momentous that you sort of are fighting against the current of jolliness, that feels so Christmas to me. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think if you were going to make a list of the 50 best Christmas songs of all time, um, like it would be 49 songs that are at least kind of sad and all I want for Christmas is <laughs> yes, you. Yes, yes, well, yes. It would be 48 songs. Oh, Feliz Navidad. Apologies. Feliz Navidad. And all I want for Christmas is um, Yes. Yes. And that is obviously an exaggeration. But I mean, if you were, your top 10 would for sure be like, Maybe Feliz Navidad sneaks in there. All I want for Christmas is you is definitely there. And then have yourself a merry little Christmas. Sad. Very sad. Originally written at wartime. <gasps> by, oh, you don't know this? This no. is my, here we go. By the way, this is your Christmas episode. Does this count as a Christmas yeah! episode? The answer is yes. Um, the, uh, the origin story of that song, I could Wikipedia it to make sure I'm getting the details right, but just fact check me at some point. Yeah. The, this is for sure the gist. It was written during the Second World War, and the lyrics were originally, by next year, we all will be together if the fates, oh God, it gets me in my feelings every time, by next year, we all will be together if the fates allow, but till then, we'll have to muddle through somehow, instead of, through the years, we all will be together if the fates allow, hang a shining star upon the highest bow. Yeah. Woof. It's a beautiful song. Um... Yes, melancholy is a yeah, very yeah. So that's my point. White yeah. Christmas. That's a very melancholy mm-hmm. song. Yeah. Um, they're all and then you get into like, please come home for Christmas. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Last um, Christmas I gave you my heart. And the very next day you gave, you gave it, it away. away. This year. To save me from tears. Oh. I'll give it to someone special. Yeah. <laughs> that one's not just melancholy. That one's just shady. Yeah. That one's cutting. Like yeah. listen here. Bitch. But it sounds so gentle. Because of the birth of the baby Jesus, yeah. I'm going to be a dick to you. I'm just going to tell you like well, you it is. What? You deserve it. Yeah. You deserve it. Yeah. Merry and Christmas. With a side of jingle bells. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that's my point is um, dead parents. 
Okay. Yep. And that's a really good point. Do you have another rebuttal or yes. have you been, con- have you been, nope. No, I've got, got okay. oh, I've got notes. Excellent. Um, aired in October. Oh, here's an example of, a specific example of the Christmas being tacked on. Uh, and also, Tony, I love you, but this is, this is oh, a no. little, little knit I have to pick. The lecture from the professor who I was 100% sure was about to hit on Brianna because I didn't remember that character. He's like, Come one all, you shall hear the midnight ride of Paul Revere. And he's talking about Paul Revere. And it's very clearly the first five minutes of a lecture. And then he goes, that'll be it, everybody. We'll see you in January. And that's the end of the winter break or the beginning of the winter break. Mm -hmm. So he goes from like three sentences about Paul Revere. That's obviously the beginning of of a lecture to enjoy your Christmas, everyone. Mm -hmm. Also, if I can just say, it's like, did you know? The poem is embellished. That's not really how it happened. History depends on who's telling it. Have a good break, everyone at Harvard. Come on. Are you fucking kidding me? This is a Harvard history class at Harvard. Do you know that that sometimes history depends on who's telling it? Like everyone. We're at Harvard. This place has done that for all time. Sir, are you tenured? Because Jesus Christ. (laughs) Or also, we only know history because people like the people who get to go to Harvard have told us what history is. Yeah, we know, buddy. Mm-hmm. All right, next. That was no way that was actually the lecture. Here's my next. We're going through yeah, all my cons because yeah, yeah. they are not good. Um, <laughs> but here's a good one. Um, it's not called Freedom and Peppermint Schnapps. <laughs> Allison. <sighs> it's not called Freedom and Cocoa, bitches. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going. It's not called freedom and eggnog. To make some more noises for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next. Um, This one, I think, holds up. No one drives Claire to the airport. (laughs) They both drive. Wistfully taking a cab to the airport is very sad Christmas mood. Yeah, but that's very sad Christmas when you're alone, not when you're saying goodbye to your child forever. There are three of them. Brie wouldn't even have to go home sad by herself. She would get like a full hour more with her mom. Claire would have company. What if she forgot something? What are the, what about that? And then this is pre-9/11, ob. So they'd be able to get go it. right to the gate with her. And also maybe have a run through scene oh, a which run is through the airport. Super Christmas. super Christmas. Yeah, instead mm-hmm. Claire just she just gets in the car and Brianna's like looking out the window. I'm so I'm I actually think Sophie Skelton is very good in this scene, so I'm playing this up for comedic effect. She's looking out the window, watching her mom drive away. She's like, "Roger, hold on a second. And she walks into the kitchen and has a moment where she's like, "I'm collecting my feelings." And then she picks up a tray full of uncovered, just sitting there, all prepped and ready to go, lobster rolls and Boston cream pie. Yeah. Is this Christmas day? Where did those come from? She put a Santa hat on, Allison. I know she did. But where did those come from? Is on it, Christmas Day. Is it uh, Christmas Day or is it Christmas Eve? And even if it is Christmas Eve, where, so those were just sitting, the whole time you were saying goodbye to Claire and doing presents and stuff, those were just sitting on the counter? Hopefully not the lobster rolls. Uh, amen. Uh, <laughs> so what they're not showing us is when Roger starts throwing up at 2 o'clock <laughs> in the morning. That's also very Christmas, though. That is. That's true. Okay. Um, she's flying on what? Christmas Eve? No way. Okay. So Claire wants to make sure that Brianna has as much financial support as yep. possible, right? She signs the deed over to her house. She gives her all the accounts. We are making sure that Brianna is as set for the rest of her life as she can possibly be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then she chooses to fly out on what? Christmas Eve? It's the most expensive time of the year to fly. <laughs> 
She could go even in 1960. Uh, surely. I mean, she could go at it, but she could go at any time. But she's let's also, also remember a doctor she's a and a surgeon. Harvard professor. She's a They're surgeon. Fine. She's doing okay. Yeah, but but that's money that Brianna could spend on traveling to Scotland to go back in time through I'm the stones. I'm assuming Brianna is independently wealthy at this point because she would have in, had an inheritance from her father. That's true. Yeah. I think and they in got addition money. to the property that her mother is deeded over to her and the money that her mother is deeded over to her, that's I think fine. Brie can support herself fine. But it's not just a cost issue. That's a good point. But that's not just a cost issue. You willingly fly on Christmas Eve? <laughs> When you don't have to? Second Why question. Why did it have to be Christmas Eve? I don't know. Because Do we know they, it's Christmas Eve? We know that it's Christmas. Like, mm-hmm. at any point that week, traveling is going to be rough. Yes. I think we can safely assume it is the week of Christmas. They exchange gifts, mm-hmm. and Ro- Brianna reads a Christmas carol out loud to Roger. Right? Yeah. That is extremely Christmas. Yeah. And they're on Christmas break. It is close to Christmas. So no matter when they fly, unless it is literally Christmas morning, it is going to be hellacious. The worst day to go to the airport. Mm-hmm. Just the worst. And finally, if I may, <laughs> why the fuck is it not Christmas in Edinburgh? Because Christmas as we know it today was basically invented by the Victorians and then re- reshored up and, and jammed into place in the 50s. By Coca-Cola. Ding, ding, ding. So remember our Tudor thing that we yeah. watched? Christmas... First of all, is not the most important Christian holiday. Sure. It is the most important capitalist holiday. Uh, even in a town like Edinburgh, you might see some like holly and stuff, but like they don't, they wouldn't have Christmas trees. They wouldn't have candles in the windows. Sure. They wouldn't have a bunch of Christmas stuff. Also, Edinburgh is not, she didn't land in Edinburgh, right? She landed at the Stones near Inverness and oh, had to take the coach great to point. Edinburgh. Great point. So I think we're looking at least a couple of days travel. Yes. What you're saying is that that this is New Year's Day. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Okay, great. That's a good point. Yes. But also, you couldn't transfer just a little festive? Because it seems to me like this episode was written and it's not Christmas. And then someone was like, you know what, Tony? This should be Christmas. So then we wrote in some Christmas. And we put a hat on Brianna. Yes. And put a tree in the room. Yes. I mean, I don't actually think that I'm doing counterpoint. Yeah. I know, but I, I do kind of feel that. There is okay. some there is some merit to it, I think. There's a little bit of that. You know what else Christmas movies love? What? Reunited lost loves. That's true. Like, you knew each other a long time ago, and then, like, it's a magical season where people are just taking stock of their lives and thinking about things, and, and then suddenly your long-lost love comes through the standing stone after 20 years from the future, and you reunite, and that's... That's Christmassy. You know what else is really Christmassy? Mm. Passing out. <laughs> yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. It's it's so funny. It it's was. So he did such beautiful. a great job when he fell down. And like, and like bam, end of episode. It's that so was good. Very funny. <laughs> um, you know what's is Christmassy? Family heirlooms. Do you know what they were looking at that Lindsay Lohan movie? Oh my god! Every five seconds, it was like, oh, this is a photo of my dead mom. Oh, this is a photo of my dead mom. Oh, my dead mom gave this to me. Oh, my mom, dead mom gave this to me. So much gifts from old dead people. What does Claire give Brianna? The pearls that she got on her wedding from her first, second, her husband's dead mother. Oh, look at these. I gave these to you. We love heirlooms in a Christmas That's episode. True. That's we a love good point. heirlooms in a Christmas movie. Um, so old jewelry went in my pro Christmas movie column. That's good. That's good. Um, 
here I have, if they really wanted to make this episode a Christmas episode, they could have given me the gift of including the saran wrap. Yes! <laughs> yeah, whatever happened to that Amen. little film of saran wrap you know blowing through the breeze? So Keenan told me about the peanut butter sandwich and the saran wrap that she like eats to steady her nerves before she walks. She wa- It's like right before it's she walks into Edinburgh favorite, It's one of my favorite moments in all of the books. When I was watching this episode, I was waiting for the PB&J because I had like implanted that memory of Keenan telling me that it happened into my experience of watching the episode. So when she just like walked into the town, I was like, I mean, it makes sense. She needs to go ahead and like, there's only five minutes left. She needs to go see Jamie. But I was waiting for the PB&J and the little saran wrap just going. She's floating away. Terrible time traveler. (laughs) It's the first litter. (laughs) I don't know what to do with this. Oops. We shouldn't eat it. (laughs) You know? Um, Okay, so those are my those are my counterpoints. It's a Christmas episode. Right. Yeah, it okay, is. I got it one is, more. Uh, go, go yeah. please, because so I she, also have pros. Yeah, because when she's like, Joe, my, the man in Scotland, I didn't tell you, he's Brianna's real father. And um, he's like, hey, Lady Jane, I know you've been weird ever since you got back in Scotland. Like, And he, he's like, from the beginning, he's like, you're different. You're into this dude. Like, he's gently being a good friend and like pushing her to, follow her heart and realize what she really wants, which is such a Christmas movie move. And he says, like, how many people don't get a second chance at love? And here you have a second chance at love. And I feel like getting second chances is big Christmas movie energy. Yeah, yeah. I will say the counterpoint, it feels like it's not a Christmas movie move to say you take second chances at Christmas or what I like to call the love actually rule, oh. which is anything you want to make your characters do, you just – justify it by saying because it's christmas, it's christmas. Mm. um so and at christmas you tell the truth and at christmas because it's christmas nah, nah, nah. Oh. <laughs> i hate that what movie. does that even mean what does that, that mean i but, love actually or as i like to think of it eight minutes of emma thompson yeah <laughs> which is it's more than eight minutes but not much but it's the best eight minutes of the movie yeah anyway second chances christmas movie that's, that's counterpoint christmas movie. they don't say because it's christmas mm-hmm. which so i'm maybe that's for. a draw <laughs> I just wish I just wish that it had either been slightly more Christmas or they it could even still have been set at Christmas and then been like twenty five percent less Christmas. Yeah, it's just interestingly. I said so in the same scene, right? They say goodbye to Claire. She gets in the cab, and then Bree serves Roger room temperature lobster rolls. <laughs> Saying goodbye to Claire, not a Christmas movie at all. That is super contained to those characters and their lives and has nothing to do with any outside social happenings, mm-hmm. any religious tradition, any parties, nothing. It's just these three characters and their stories. So I was watching it. And I was like, yeah, this is, mm, this is not a Christmas episode. Well, all this the, is these and three characters. That's all the best scenes too. Right. Cause that's also the, um, when Roger tells her about a Malcolm. Yes. And when, uh, Claire runs into, uh, Frank's, Lover. lover at the like ceremony yeah mm-hmm. um, nothing christmas in there at all no but then the second the door closes and brie turns around that is the <laughs> sorry guys but like kind of treacliest christmas episode warm fuzzy mm. anyway it's my fine. mom died here's a lobster roll yeah like she, puts on, the, she puts on the hat they have a chaste kiss on the couch they eat the treats he mentioned wanting to try in america and she reads Charles Dickens. It's fine. It's nice. I believe it for those characters mostly, but that's the one that like tipped, uh, tipped into like, oh, this is a Christmas yeah. episode. 
for me. Well, because there's a, also a, like a much more interesting tie-in if this is the way they wanted to go, which I'll get to in just a second. Ooh. It's one of my cons. But um, I just... It, they're just a bunch of little things where you can sort of tell that that was shoehorned in. For mm-hmm. example, when Claire tells Roger about A Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. Bree's not there. So unless they also talked about this, mm-hmm. Bree would have no reason to connect Roger's gift with this childhood memory, oh. which we don't even know that it's a positive memory from her. From yeah, her. or that she her, even remembers it that yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, her mm-hmm. house it was presumably pretty toxic sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And Claire and Frank were obviously very devoted to being good co-parents, right? Like, they, we see a lot of good co-parenting, even though they were bad partners for each other, and ultimately Frank was going to make a pretty shitty parenting decision. Um, but the, oh right, because he was going to move back to the UK and and take her, yeah. yeah. Um, with this blonde woman that we see yeah. in this episode, so yeah, so so that piece of it, y- we have no reason to assume that that's a positive memory for Brie, yeah. And there's fair. also no reason to assume that she has any idea that Claire told Roger about it, mm. yeah. So okay, yeah, I think that there's. She says, make also, she says, well, we can make new traditions. Very common Christmas movie thing, yes. right? We're oh, going to make some new traditions, we'll do right? Christmas our way. Exactly. And then he gives her a copy of the Christmas Carol and she does an old tradition. Mm. It's like the first thing. They don't watch Charlie Brown Christmas. No, they don't. She just reads a Christmas Carol. And my memory of it was that they curled up and watched a TV show because yeah. we see Roger loving American TV shows. We also see Roger loving Dark Shadows, which is much more interesting and not at all Christmassy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, it just it's I it is definitely a Christmas episode. It's just not the Christmas piece fit. I just wish it was tied in better. And here is my my personal closing argument. Okay. And it's it's a pro that's also a con. <laughs> My pro was you'll be visited by three ghosts because it's Frank, right? We have all that talk about Frank and we see his lover at the whatever. Uh There's obviously Jamie showing up in print and then we see um, Galus's skeleton. Oh Oh my God. Right? So like three ghosts. (gasps) Cool. So past, present, and future and to me that would be frank is the past galus based on what we know is the present right claire's also thinking about time traveling galus repeatedly time traveled and then jamie is the future right (gasps) so that was how and i was like oh okay yeah this sort of works and it is i am 100 reading that into that me personally Mm -hmm. um I don't actually think that that's intentional no, in the writing. No. I no. don't think it is. But it could be, you know, with just like a little tweak. My It's my favorite Christmas f- story of any kind format is it's a Christmas carol, but we've tweaked it slightly. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. if it's just a hint of it, right? Ghosts at Christmas. I mean, there's a huge tradition of telling ghost stories at Christmas anyway, mm-hmm. f- having nothing to do with Charles Dickens. Predates mm-hmm. a Christmas carol. But um, it... It's like, it's right there. You just have to reach out. Mm-hmm. And then there you go. 100% a Christmas episode. Mm. That becomes totally a Christmas episode. Because yeah. it's a Christmas carol sort of worked in very loosely to tell these this story about these other connections. Mm-hmm. The risk of time travel. The promise of a future love. The loss of a parent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that applies sort of to multiple storylines. But if you use those as the anchors. Ooh, that's good. And yet, nope. They did not. I, mm. I'm i still pro. I'm still pro. There are so many 
frankly, the bat suit. Because also fan service is a gift. So we get the that bat suit. <laughs> we get Joe Abernathy. He's like, so great. He's so good. What a good character. I love that that thing of like you owe it to him to go back and tell him everything. Oh no, wait, Sophie says that. Hang on. I guess. Oh, am I attractive? LOL, it's funny every time. Yeah. <laughs> both I, of, whenever both of those idiots are like, oh no, will, will she think I'm handsome? She's like, well, Jamie, still find me fuckable. Yeah, you fuck idiots. You idiots. I think that there's enough cliche in this episode to call it a Christmas episode. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly. I think, uh, well, look, how many of my pros were kind of like yeah, ticking I, the cliche boxes. I, I can't help it. That's just the way I feel about Christmas is that I'm, I'm not a bah humbug all the way, but I have very different experiences of the Christmas holiday based on working in the service inter- industry and sure. stuff. So I do have a little bit of the like, yeah, 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 move on. So I think that just the fact that it's got enough of that cliche fits into the cliche of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Right. Nice. Because mm. you're right. Some of it is tropes. I fucking love tropes. Anybody yeah. who says tropes are bad is just not actually thinking about the stories they're consuming. Get ready for RRR. <laughs> You're <Okay. gonna> <laughs> so much. Um, however, uh, there's a difference between tropes and cliches. Yeah, like uh, tropes. But to tropes, be clear, tropes doesn't mean bad. Yes, mm-hmm. but but a trope can also be a cliche. Yeah. Yes, and a lot if used lazily, a lot of tropes are cliches, and yeah. there are yeah. a couple yeah. of big. I think there's some lazy ones here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, a, I think. Also, I'm, nobody gives Claire a present that's like, a present I just want you to have because I love you. It's all like, here's a gem that you can burn up by going through yeah. the stones. Oh, it's Here are some stone. coins. I love it. And she puts it around her neck and it's like, this will be destroyed immediately. Yes, this is going to be gone very soon. Mm-hmm. I know I have a wedding ring from a marriage that, that it was, was troubled at best, but no, I think I'll keep that. I think it's a little bit like, your kids giving you an IOU, I'll clean the bathroom coupon <laughs> that you know they're never going to come through on that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just what gifts moms get. Yeah. Coins, coins you can spend in mm-hmm. Edinburgh. I mean, that is very useful. Very useful. But I'll tell you what, it's not, it, it isn't Christmas in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, they are in Edinburgh and they do, she goes and buys like a Laura Ashley dress because like, I don't know. retro dresses are in look like yeah Yeah, she goes shopping and they get they start seek out coins it's not christmas at all Mm -hmm. oh that's kind of cool yeah all right well based on this point counterpoint i think we all agree it is a christmas episode. it totally is for good or ill Mm -hmm. it it has mostly for good mostly Mm -hmm. for good it Mm -hmm. is a good episode but there are things that we all feel are a little bit "Mm, you put christmas on it Mm -hmm. yeah an outstanding episode some of the christmas elements are the tree's a little ore hung <laughs> but i'm glad that there is an outlander christmas episode and i've been watching a lot of christmas content the last couple weeks and um it's one of the better ones in terms of like the actual experience like it made me feel a little bit festive you know yeah i felt a little festive and also it's just very good when he faints at the end i and i've seen it before i've talked about it with so many people and i as katrina was a little bit breathless like she asked the kid for the directions and the kid's like, Oh, it's right down there. Blah, blah, blah. She goes, thank you. Like she's, she's a little Scared. breathless you know herself. What? That scene does have a little bit. You young you, man, what day is this? Yeah, boy. Yeah. How, what day is it? I mean, how do I get to? Yeah. It does have a little shop. of that. Yeah. She, I found myself like getting breathless. Oh, yeah. And when she walked in and she like could barely breathe. And when he turned around and both of their eyes start, like I was, Ooh. that was a great moment. They're both very good. God, she has, good. she has that, um, 
I'm so elated. I'm so happy. I'm so thrilled. I'm terrified. I'm scared. Right? And he, you can see, is like, is this really happening? Am Am I I having a stroke? Mm -hmm. Is this a ghost? Am I dying? Am I asleep? Like, what is going on? But real doesn't actually seem to be much of a possibility. It's you can watch his brain be this, that incredibly intelligent man. You can just watch his brain go, nope, nope. <laughs> 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 well, it's like because he's seen her as a ghost before. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. used to that. But this not doesn't a, seem like a. But it's ghost. not even noon. It's not even noon. <laughs> it's not even noon. <laughs> I you call now I just sound like Lawrence Cheney every time I do mm-hmm. a bad Scottish accent. Julie, uh, not Julie Scotty hasn't met Lawrence Cheney yet. You will Lawrence soon. Cheney, you will soon. Oh, is this a drag race person? Oh yeah. Yes. I how you doing, RuPaul? <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> um, yeah, Christmas episode. Yay. So, hey, happy holidays from us. Um, if you celebrate, have a Merry Christmas. If you celebrate Hanukkah, have a very happy Hanukkah. Whatever you celebrate, we hope you have a great one. And if you don't celebrate anything at all, please enjoy the time off. Yep. Get some fucking half off Reese's Christmas trees. Oh, those mm. are good. Those are really good. Um, eat whatever the fuck you want mm-hmm. with whoever you want. Mm-hmm. Be merry. Be merry. You don't need, it doesn't need to have anything to do with fucking capitalism or mm-hmm. Christianity for you to be merry. Amen. Be extremely merry. <laughs> be gay and bright. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Bye. 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 I don't want a lot for Christmas. <laughs> oh, guys. I miss karaoke. Me too. You know what is also good besides karaoke? Whichever podcast we just did. Agreed. Whichever one that was, it was good. Except for that one. That one was bad. That Luckily, other one. I, I don't remember that one. I only yeah, neither do ones. I. I know. It's strange. Um, just kidding. They're all good, which is why you should leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your listens. I don't know where people listen to things anymore. No. It changes you, so YouTube. We have so people quickly. who listen on YouTube. It does. Thank you for listening to Podlander, Drunkcast, and Outlander podcast, or Girls Just Want to Solve Crimes, or Sick Burn Jane, or Podgerton Bridgecast, a Bridgerton podcast. We appreciate you. Thank we you do. for listening to us say shit. Yeah. It's good. We appreciate it. Um, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podlandercast. You can find us on Twitter at podlandercast. You can find us on Instagram at podlandercast, or Podlander Presents, or Sick Burn Jane, or Podgerton cast, I think. I don't know. Go to any one of them and they will cross link to the others. Uh, and you can also find us on Patreon, where you can support the show, um, join our very cool little Slack where we do not reveal the identity of suspects in a real life murder and thus Never would. potentially get them killed. Um, we do, however, talk about butts. Um, <laughs> so you can join and do that and um, and support us, obviously, because it's the show is not possible without our wonderful supporters, um, some of whom are about to be named because that is the reward tier that they chose. But we love all of you, but these folks, they get they get their names said out loud. So here we go. I'm going to do my best to say it entertainingly. Let's see if that happens. Already a win. All right. Brenda. Ha! 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 Ha!
make sure I'm getting that just how you went. The ha. Um, Berindha, if that is not what you had in mind, auditorially speaking, when you wrote that as your Patreon name, which I fucking love, please send us a message. I want to make sure I'm saying I'm, it right. I was thinking like the Big Bopper. Berindha. And now it's, I just, I feel bad for everybody else in this list because I've used all my steam on that one. Allison King, Doc JWS, Isa Proctor with the devil, Kelly Armstrong, Sydney Taylor, Catspaw156, Maddie Perkins, Snazinac, Lisa Brienne, Julia Julia, Kathleen Martini, Lauren Tennant, Kelsey Kemp, Emily Day, Bitsy English, Caitlin Reddick, Tina Barnett, Nicole Rodriguez, Kristen Freckle Curie, Ham on the Loose, Liz <laughs> and Tinkerbell, Stella Wells, Rochelle Lefevre, Jerry Hertel, Amy Carlson, uh, Emily Carlson, Amy Gus. Oh. Emily Carlson, Amy Gusterson, Rachel Townsend, Kelly Mazella, Chantel Salters, Tara Lucchino, Viv Pickles, a.k.a. Laura, Mary of the Grapefruit, Jenna Volkowski, Ann Gibson, Ruth McCormick, Kara Marlowe, Trish McCurry, Julie DeToy, Jen Lynn, Kelly Bond, Amanda Newton, and Kiki the, the Wise. Thank you so much for supporting the shows. Plural. You're the best. We'll be back next week to talk about that other thing, whatever that was that we On said some we other show. talking about next. It's not something. Yeah. Um, and uh, and if they are a thing you do in this month, happy holidays. Yeah. Yeah. We like we are Muppet Christmas Carolists. That's our religion. Our religion. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, let the limb, not the rat. Bye. Bye. Hi, folks. Let me see if I can sum up Midnight Burger in about twenty-five seconds. So this is how it ends. Eaten by wolves in space. Pardon me, Gloria. Might my husband and I have a word? The radio is talking to me. Really big monster? Zero irony. We're surrounded by cavemen. What the hell is that? Because you're having a cigarette in 415 million BC. Where are we? Space. Can you narrow that down? The bad part? Ava. Yeah, that didn't work at all. At the nexus of all things, there is a diner. Look for Midnight Burger on your favorite podcasting app or just go to weopenat6.com.